0: Hey, everybody. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is episode four of LDL Letters, letters. the Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast.
1: This has been pretty successful, not going to lie. This is, <laughs> yeah, you liking it? Um, well, I'm not bragging, maybe a little bit, um, but I love reviewing our LDLers letters and sharing them. Yeah. And then people hear that we've shared them and suddenly... They're telling their friends, oh, my gosh, listen to the episode of this podcast. This is my this is my story. I think it's great. It's helping people go from being brave enough to send in an anonymous letter mm-hmm. and then maybe tell a few choice friends, hey, check this out. This is me. Um, so maybe slowly opening up the honesty. I think it's great.
0: Yeah. And for those of you who just dove right in, you get to have some bragging rights to mm-hmm. your friends. Check me out in this episode. True story. Yeah. Should we dive into today's letter? Let's go. We may not have time for two today, but we'll just see where we go. This is from Chris. Hi, Chris. And it sounds like from the letter that Chris is a trans man. Do we have a last name uh, initial or no? Doesn't look like it. All right. Chris it is. Chris it is. Okay, here we go. Chris writes, a couple of years ago, I had the great opportunity to hear the Dalai Lama speak in person. He said then to change the world, start by changing yourself, and then it will ripple out to your friends and family, then community and outward further from there. I took this to heart and began the process. After a couple of years, I could see real healing going on in myself and in my relationship with my friends and family. I then started looking at my relationship to my community. What is community? What does a healthy community look like? Is there a community I belong to? I read some books and eventually found myself drawn to a church near my house. Since churches are known for their sense of community, it seemed a good place to go. I started attending this church and about a year ago, seeking answers to questions like, what does spirituality mean to me? Can I find community in this church? Is there a place for me here? etc. I hadn't started socially or medically transitioning yet at that time. I was out to some friends and talking with a therapist. I think I was also trying to answer questions like can I have a faith slash be spiritual and be trans slash transition? Is it okay with God or even with myself to modify my body to help me feel better, etc.? I started socially transitioning in November and came out to family and to leaders and a few others in the church at that time. I started having conversations with some people in the church about what it's like for me to be trans or to have gender dysphoria. I don't feel like it's my responsibility to educate them, but I am lucky to be in a safe enough position that I am willing to be visible in my transition journey. Some of the conversations I have had were with people who wanted to pray for me and hoped that I would see the light and truth of the Bible and change my, quote, sinful ways. I disagree with them on this and get annoyed sometimes that they are so invested in changing others. I also think that people who have put so much emphasis on being, quote, biblical have painted themselves into a corner with their reasoning and have a hard time finding a way to move away from that position. Did you want to jump in on any of this, by the way? Yeah, I've been
1: making notes. Can we pause real quick? And Yeah. So, yeah, because it's a long one. And I might uh, forget. Chris. Yeah. Wow. That's some bravery to go to a church and then start talking to people about how you are transitioning. Yeah, that takes some guts. I love that you were willing to hear this message from the Dalai Lama that says, change yourself and then change community. And that you can go past yourself and be like, well, okay, what is a community? Where do I go to help community? That's awesome because it would be so much easier for you to change yourself mentally and physically to what you are comfortable with and then stay there and be like, this is all about me. But then your realization that I want community, I want people to change, I want to feel like I belong. And you did not go to the easiest community <laughs> to try yeah. to, to, to fit in. So good for you for for
0: having that That's kind of bravery. True. Because yeah, it might be just easier to just... Stay within your own friend group, yeah, and not try to be an example in a way for yeah.
1: others and and clearly um he didn't get the best reception if people are saying i will pray for you not pray yeah. for you that you make it through the transition and that everything goes well and that you'll find happiness no 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 they're praying that you will turn back toward god mm-hmm. implying clearly that you've turned away from god right i fucking hate that oh for sure don't pray for me for things that i don't want you to pray for like do, if i unless i and i'm never going to say this anyway but unless i've gone to you and said please pray for me to not be gay Don't pray for me to not be gay. You're wasting your time, and it's disrespectful to my choices.
0: I don't believe in prayers like that anyway.
1: No, I don't either, which is why I'm saying I would never say that. But don't come to me and tell me you're praying for me for something that I actually don't want.
0: I think prayers should be prayers of gratitude. I don't think they should be of supplication. I don't think you should pray to get stuff. Of course not. That's not how I look at it. Unless you've lost your car keys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You love that example. Mm, I do. (laughs) All right, should we get back to the letter? Well, yeah, but really quickly, I wrote down... How he said, "Can you be trans and still believe in God?" I used to struggle with that too. It used to be hard to me believe to believe that someone could be gay and still believe in God. Like I would come across things that like gay Christians, and it didn't make sense to me because you you can't you can't believe in God without following everything He says. Well, now I know that God never said shit about being gay, but I was taught that God hates. Gaze. Well, it just depends on the book of the Bible
0: you're reading. No, completely. Seriously. And, you know, I just think that for Christians, I think that's the reason Jesus came. Yeah. So we didn't have to think, and it's funny that I even put myself in this category because I don't really think of myself this way anymore, but to think that we don't have to be thinking about every single thing that we potentially do wrong to offend God throughout the day, Mm -hmm. that Jesus came so that he could be the ultimate sacrifice. And we could experience forgiveness sure, on a regular basis.
1: And if according to scripture, sin is sin is sin is sin, why highlight the quote-unquote
0: gay sin above being a liar, being an adulterer, being whatever? Because you know? it's a human condition. Because people want to put Hitler in a different category than a liar. So why gay above Hitler? I don't know. People decided to make a hierarchy out yeah, of it. Yeah, People. People decided that. Oh, for that. sure. Yeah. Not for God, sure. Not God. Yeah. Absolutely. If there's a God. Yep. All these questions. <laughs> All these questions. <laughs> we have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Carry on. Okay. Back to Chris's letter. He says, I began taking hormones in January and shortly thereafter found myself attending a men's life group that meets weekly at the church. It turns out the guys there are some of the more conservative members of the church and and it's good I didn't know that then, or I might not have gone. <laughs> I can imagine. Chris is brave. Uh yeah. Yeah. Hats off to Chris. My friend suggested I just walk in full of confidence, owning myself as a man, and Chris writes in parentheses, I looked like a cross between a teenage boy and a 40-year-old woman at the time. <laughs> Still do, actually. Oh, uh, Chris, we love you. <laughs> that sounds hot. I'm 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 all about it. <laughs> not that I'm into teenage boys. I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression. <laughs> uh so I did, I guess meaning walked in with confidence, and that's where I met a man I'll call George. He had been praying for some time to meet, befriend someone from the LGBTQ community. Interesting prayer. Huh. And I yeah, and I guess I answered his prayers, though I do not claim to represent anyone in the community other than myself.
1: I wonder why this man prayed for that. I don't know. I wonder if in his heart he was thinking, I'm going to pray for that so I can try to change them, or if he was saying, I want to try to understand them, because those would be two completely different prayers.
0: They would be, and maybe we'll find out in the letter. I hope so. Carry on. Over the course of a few weeks, we got to know each other, and I talked about what it means to me to be trans and why I am transitioning. He was hung up on the physical parts of it for a while and wasn't willing to change pronouns for that and other reasons. He actually used the correct male pronouns when I first joined the group and then switched to female pronouns after learning my story. Mm
1: -hmm. George.
0: I explained to him that it's a matter of respect for me, that someone would address me as I request, even if they don't agree with it, or condone me. His wife helped convince him, and a few weeks later, he uses my preferred pronouns and since has been quite respectful. Yeah, George. (laughs) The pastors in the church knew about this ongoing conversation and asked George and I if we would be willing to discuss our experience with the people attending a series on cultural conversations and the church. Whoa. Yeah. The point of the series is to learn how to start having conversations with people we disagree with on a variety of topics from sexuality to race to guns, etc. Wow. I missed the first week of the series and got an email from the pastors that the series was attracting some people who are very much black slash white thinkers. Mm -hmm. Biblical truth above all, end of story types. They asked if I was comfortable addressing such a crowd, recognizing that there are real risks of backlash and ostracizing if I did so. I told them that I've been learning when I give people a chance to be the best versions of themselves, I have been surprised to see how well things have turned out. George is a good example. Early on, I was really unsure whether it was worth my time and energy and well-being to continue to engage and help educate him. Now, I am grateful I did so, and I have had a chance to learn from him as well and break down my own stereotypes I've held of others. Wow, this is a great story. Yeah, Wow. Wow. Chris kicks
1: ass. (laughs) I
0: know. Jesus. Do you have any more comments? Chris kicks ass at this time. No, I'm just, I'm just listening to his letter. This is fantastic. All right. I'll get back into it. Okay. The day we were scheduled to talk came and sure enough, there were some people who were getting emotionally triggered and defensive about other interpretations of scripture, i.e. the story of Sodom and Gomorrah being primarily about lack of hospitality, not about homosexuality. Exactly. I decided to go ahead. Even after that, feeling supported by the pastors and by George, Wow, George really came around. Isn't that great? At first, George was not, I wouldn't call him his antagonist, but
1: was struggling with even using his correct pronouns. And now George is like his cheerleader. Yeah. That's amazing. I know.
0: I started by telling them that I have gender dysphoria, that I'm trans, and that it took me a lifetime to understand and accept that about myself and to overcome my shame and self-hatred. Yeah, that's a real thing. And I told them that I came to the church to see whether it was possible to be spiritual and trance, to see if I could find community there since churches can be so good at community or if joining community meant agreeing to homogeneity. I talked about how scary it was to walk into church that first day, not sure if I'd face judgment and shame, and that the first message I heard was that God loves me, something I hadn't been told before. I talked about how the conversations I've had have helped me reconsider my views and stereotypes I'd held of Christians, being able now to see people with more complexity, nuance, and depth. And I talked about how grateful I was to meet and learn from George, that he made it safe for us to continue our conversation even when it got hard by offering curiosity and a willingness to listen and ask questions for understanding. Then George got up and used my correct pronouns and supported me completely. He talked about his experience some and was really able to lead and demonstrate a way for those in the audience to respond. It turns out he was exactly the right person to be up there with me as he has a strong reputation in the church. One guy came up afterwards still in tears, saying that the moment that made him cry the most was when George affirmed me by using the right pronouns. I felt so much love and support from people. I've been getting hugs and connection and many people acknowledging my bravery. It is overwhelming and surprisingly healing. That is fantastic. Wow. Is that this, the end? Not yet. Oh, let me let me comment. Yeah.
1: That is fantastic. <laughs> no, I mean, really, that's, I, I was imitating you, but. Yeah, you were. I was. <laughs> and I love you. I love you. <laughs> it's beautiful. It it's, is beautiful. It's, it's, so So check this out. So here is a straight man, straight Christian man, George, George, praying that he'll find someone of the LGBTQ community. Here is a transgender man going off of things he heard the Dalai Lama say, okay, mm-hmm. about about. Uh, finding yourself and then finding community. Those two things, God and Dalai Lama, you know what I mean? Like these two different religious sort of paths brought those two together. And and Chris is is sort of saying that I got this from the Dalai Lama. And George is like, well, I prayed to God. And because they both were praying for
0: good things. And who's to say that God isn't the same? That's what I mean. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. I know, it's a and, great
1: story. They, and they both changed. George became more open-minded, uh-huh. understood more, uh, and Chris. I'm sure. Well, he even said that he learned a lot as well. He probably learned about why people think certain things, why it might be hard, how to interact, how
0: like that's so beautiful. In a way, I feel like Chris was called to be a light in that congregation. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. If you believe in that sort of thing, yep.
1: Called by whom? We don't know. Yeah, but by the energy, by the universe, by. God, goddess, who knows? But it's a it's a good thing by some higher power.
0: Yeah, and if it's not even that, like uh, mystical, let's say, yeah. Look at the benefits anyway. Sure. Even if God, quote, God had no hand in this, even if it was just Chris feeling like this
1: is something good he should do.
0: Look at the yeah. benefits that have come out of this mm-hmm. dialogue and this experience. Amazing. I know it's great. I love it. I kind of want to hug someone. (laughs) I took my top off. You want to hug later? Yes. Okay. Can I get back to the letter? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think this worked because this church is actively asking itself who it wants to be and what values it wants to lead with. Pause.
1: That right there is amazing. Yeah. In Mormon church, they are not trying to decide what they want to be. They've already decided. They they decided that shit a couple hundred years ago. Mm And it is staying archaic and there is not room to change because if you change, that means God changed. That means that the church is wrong. So going to a church that is still knows they need to change, knows there's something out there, knows they need to improve. How are we going to improve? How can we better love? That's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I do too. They're open to a new experience. Yeah. Uh, they're evolving. They clearly don't think they have it all figured out already. Yeah, that's whereas fantastic. Mormon Church, they think they have it all figured
0: out already. Yeah, I would say this church it feels a lot more humble yeah. than Mormon Church. Oh, for in sure. General. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just seems like it. Thus, these conversations were mutual and not one sided. I am seeing the ripples the Dalai Lama talked about spreading outward, and use that as a confirmation that this is a good approach that can actually make a difference. I agree, Chris. This is fantastic. All of this helps to reaffirm my commitment to building bridges between groups of people. Oh, That's awesome. Mm -hmm. While I still don't understand the worldview of some evangelicals, nor do I, Mm -hmm. it is important for me to continue to see their humanity and learn how to live in a big, diverse community instead of so many fractured, insular, homogeneous tribes. I think there's value in finding our people when we need support, but it becomes dangerous when we only ever interact with those like ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Because mm-hmm. we get in those bubbles. Oh, absolutely. And Facebook plays to that, yep. and you know, we get divided by political lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Chris is absolutely right. I recently read the book Stranger God by Richard Beck and highly recommend it. It talks about making a spiritual practice out of connecting with people we would normally avoid interacting with. I think that this encompasses my current understanding of spirituality. We practice being like Jesus by practicing being kind to others, especially those that are hardest to be kind to. Through these little acts of kindness, we eventually learn how to see them and to love them. I am still refining my understanding of faith and spirituality, but it is hard not to see God's or the universe's or love's or light's hand working in all of this. Yeah, it does seem like something's going on. Yeah, Setting up all of these interactions with exactly the right people at the right time. I include our fortuitous meeting at Pride in that list of serendipitous encounters. These are some big words, Aww, Chris. Chris. <laughs> I
1: know. because he met us and that was like perfect timing for us and for him. And I know. Aww. That's really sweet. Shit, Chris. Thanks.
0: <laughs> well, Shelly really has a way with words. Yeah, you yeah, use some big <laughs> words like shit and fuck. Oh, God. Sorry. Easy. Can we get back to the letter? <laughs> yes. I don't know where all of this is leading exactly or why, but I'm quite sure that I'm right where I'm supposed to be and meeting all the amazing people I'm supposed to be meeting. Thanks for bravely sharing your stories and creating a place of healing where others are safe to share as well. I think it is so important for each of us to know that we are not alone and that we are all worthy and deserving of love. It's almost like Chris challenged himself
1: to do something good. He just went for it. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, he was just experimenting, trying to find community. And churches are good places for community. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, I'm glad that has worked out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It gives me a lot to think about, actually. You mean as
1: far as your own churchy Well, I'm never going to go back to Mormon church, period, ever but community, I do kind of miss it. I mean, I feel like we have a great community with our listeners, but we don't really see them. Right. Um, I, I no longer belong to a, to a CrossFit gym. That was my previous community because we just got so busy. And so there's no, we don't really have one, but we also don't have time. That's the problem. It is. So I
0: don't know. We could I, Facebook Live with our community. <laughs> yeah, but we listeners. can't actually see their faces. <laughs> I would Facebook true. Live, though. Yeah. We could see their responses. That's true. Maybe I guess we'll they that. can write in.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we should try reading a letter on Facebook Live I versus versus this. It's like one step closer. Live kind of freaks me out. I'm not gonna lie. Well, don't be taking my letter segment away. I would never. We have I, so many letters. We I could. like our midweek podcast. Oh no, I do too. I love. I love them. Okay. We'll we could it out. we could go live Facebook Live while we re- while we are
0: recording the midweek podcast. Maybe not when you're topless. <laughs>
1: Yeah, today's not a good day for recording uh, live because you're right.
0: Titties are out. We'll talk about it and figure it out and let you guys know. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a fantastic letter. Chris, thank you so much. We are going to probably get to two. We see this every week. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to two next week. It yeah. depends on how long they are. That's true. Chris's
1: was nice and long. I mean, but send in short ones too. Don't be afraid. You know, when we get two or three short ones, we'll do those together. Everyone, please keep sending them in. Even if they're not about spirituality, um, we'll be doing this midweek letter for forever and so whatever you want to talk about just let us know yeah okay what she said <laughs> exactly what she said
0: alrighty uh, talk to you later guys mm-hmm. thanks so much for listening yep bye-bye bye